fatness of the earth. Plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee and blessed be he that blesses. His father's blessing was so important to him that he was willing to do anything to get it. And I don't know that we understand sometimes as fathers that your blessing is extremely important to your child. And whether you have natural children, whether you have spiritual children, your blessing is necessary. And it is wanted and it is desired. And here we live in a society, if we could just be honest for a minute, we live in a society where men are relegated to bumbling idiots on TV shows. And it is always seeming to be made or to be portrayed that dad has no clue what's going on. And more importantly, everybody in the house is smarter than dad. Everybody, including the dog. And this is a shame. Because while we understand, we understand that the best scenario would be for mom and dad to be in the home, taking care of the family. Do we ever understand that man is accountable unto God for his family? I hope you know that. And this is not, again, to bring any level of condemnation whatsoever, but it is not our job to run around populating the world with little people that look just like us. It is our responsibility to be a blessing to those we've reared. And if you've ever heard the comments and things that people will say, you know, they'll say, oh, she's got daddy issues. Or you'll see the effect on people of not having their father. And that's why it's so awesome to look around this room and to see so many dads in here that have taken the responsibility seriously. And to know that you are to be a blessing to your children. And why do you think it was so important for Jacob to do all that he did to trick his brother and to dress a certain way and he put fur on his arm so that his dad, if he touched him, he would feel hairiness on it. He went through such extreme just to get his father's blessing. And oftentimes, people go through so much in their lives because they're really seeking their father's blessing. And we have a responsibility to recognize the power of what you say and how you say it. Because he had already won the birthright. He tricked them already. He had it. But he wanted more than just the birthright. He wanted the blessing of the words spoken over him. And so many people have lived without having words spoken over them. It is important that you prophesy unto your children. 
it's important that you tell them they are the head and not the tail. Because so many of them are seeking after direction. And again, if we could be further honest, one of the reasons why society has taken its turn is because the men have come under tremendous attack. If it isn't men questioning their sexuality, then they have been put in predicaments or made bad choices in which they have found themselves incarcerated. There is an all-out war against us men. And we have the responsibility to understand that all Jacob did, he did to hear his father speak over him. While we don't condone his behavior, and we don't say that his behavior was right and good, what I can tell you is, do you have any idea the lengths he went through just to hear his father bless him? And there's something spiritual about a father's blessing. It is not a natural thing. It is not just in the natural that people desire these things. This is biblical. It's absolutely biblical. I want you to look at something else very quickly. Let's, let's, uh, let's jump over to Genesis 49. Genesis 49, verse 22. Genesis 49, verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, and blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb. Blessings of thy father have prevailed upon or above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is it that their father spoke unto them and blessed them. Everyone, according to his blessing, he blessed them. Notice how he's telling Joseph, you're going to be fruitful. And you're going to be like a plant planted near a well. You'll have plenty of supply and you'll have plenty of help. He said, but the archers plan to attack you. 
How many times do we find ourselves in a position? You ever notice that fathers are like police and mothers are like firefighters? Both of which are heroes. But have you ever noticed that people seem to like firefighters just a little? Both are heroes. Both put their lives on the line. But see, dads are like the police because they tend to live by rules. Men, we tend to be the keeper of the rules. Don't do this. Put that down. Don't touch it. Get away from there. Where is your mother? <laughs> and ladies, you, you, you know, y'all are a little more lax when it comes to the rules. You'll just come in to save whenever there's a fire. <laughs> it's true. You know it's true. And so I think sometimes as dads, we can get a bad rap. Because we know that we have to hold rules. Rules are absolutely important, aren't they? But notice how his father explained to him, you're going to be fruitful, you're going to multiply, you're going to have strength. He said, but remember in that, you're going to be attacked. Do we ever take the time to explain to our children that if you're going to be great, you're going to have to endure attack. We tend to want to tell them all the great things that we want and expect. But do we ever remember that just like you, nothing is ever perfect. And as we admonish and we direct, and as he prophesied over him, he told him, you're going to have great things, but you're also going to have some bad. And, you know, as dads, we, we want to always look good. So we tend not to tell our kids our mistakes. But do you have any idea that in your mistakes, there's a lesson that they can learn? And I think I've learned in my own life, just as much from my dad telling me the great things and the mighty exploits and the victories as he did telling me about the struggles. And I think oftentimes when we are speaking to our children, do we understand that sometimes you are going to have to tell them about the hard time? You're going to have to tell them about the struggle. And you're going to have to let them know that even though they have weaknesses, so do you. And I would venture a guess to tell you that some of the very same things you struggle with, they will And it will be so encouraging to them to know that they're not alone in this game called life. And to know that trials will come. The Bible says trials come to many. How many of you understand that this is not Disneyland? Life will throw things at you. Life will come at you kind of fast. Life will cause struggles. Life will have challenges. But notice something. It was his father's blessing that began to prophesy victory into his life. And sometimes as children, the one thing that they need is for their father to tell them, you're going to be all right. Sometimes they need to hear 
The Bible says that the power of life and death are in the tongue. And those that use it will eat the fruit thereof. Sometimes because we're achievement-oriented as dads, we tell them, you need to do this, you need to do that. And we are good at pointing out what's wrong. But do we ever recognize that as a father, sometimes you need to start with what was right. Because if life and death are in the power of the tongue, then your words mean everything. The words you speak, the words you say, they mean a lot. And if the Bible says you will eat the fruit of it, then that means every word you speak will produce. Don't call your children stupid. For you don't want those, that fruit to produce. And you certainly don't want to eat it. We have to make sure that we understand how to speak blessings. That don't mean we tolerate bad behavior. But it means we learn how to speak blessings over our children that we continue to encourage them as to who they are, that we continue to build them up because the truth of the matter is when they leave your presence, the world will try to beat them down. Turn to uh, Colossians for me, please. Colossians 3, verse 21. I want to challenge you today that when you leave here, when you leave here today, I want to challenge you to find an opportunity specifically to praise their strengths. Each one of your children, if you have more than one, each one of your children have different strengths. They have different weaknesses. They have different abilities. And I want to challenge you to observe their strengths And point them out. Spend a moment. Spend some time figuring out what their strengths are. And talk to them about it. Send some praise their direction. Send some love their direction. And know that it can mean the world to them. See, because sometimes I think as men we think, well, you know, they know. They know. You sure? Because what can it hurt to say it again and again and again and again? I want to challenge you to do this. I want to challenge you to prophesy over your children. I want to challenge you to lay hands on your children and speak into their lives and call those things that be not as though they are and take that position of a high priest in your home and to know that your blessing means the world to them. Your blessing is not just a natural thing, but as a father, a father's blessing means the world. It can change situations in their life just by you speaking. Did you get that? Just by as fathers are speaking, there are situations that will change because we've called it to be. Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Continual exactions and complaints and accusations 
will cause children to look at their fathers as an enemy and not as an asset. While I think every man struggles within ourselves with achievement, and we want the best and we move towards the best, we have to be very careful how we handle situations. And as fathers, of course, when kids do things that are wrong, every father, my father, and every father I know of, has at one point in time had to exert some pressure (laughs) to the bootiest maximus until cerebral cortexes get it straight. This is not talking about that. This is talking about pagan fathers who almost disdain their own children and disdain them in such a way because they're never finding anything good. Almost like they're an annoyance. That their very presence is a problem. And God is urging us through this to say that those of us who are blessed with children to love them and to not provoke them unto anger. To not be insensitive and not be inconsistent and not be one-sided. But always tempering every correction with the ability to raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Taking every opportunity to explain to them why these things are the way that they are. I was watching a, 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 like an interview and there was a pastor and, and they said, do you let your kids watch certain shows? And he says, he says, I'll sit down with them. If there's a show I don't want them to watch, he said, I'll sit down with them and I'll explain and I'll watch the show with them. If it's not too bad, obviously. He said, and I'll explain to them why I have a problem with it. So that they understand the reasonings behind so that they are able to make good judgment calls when I'm not around. See, it's not just about saying, no, you can't. But sometimes there has to be that explanation. Gone are the days of do what I say and not what I... There's too much information flying around in this world. Young people of today face unique challenges that I'm telling you I couldn't even fathom at their age. And so it's so important for us as fathers to remember that with every correction needs to come education. With every correction needs to come understanding. So that it's not provoking them unto anger, but it's provoking them unto wisdom. Because this is what we're here for. And I'm so grateful, I am personally so grateful, to be in such a great company of God-fearing, Bible-believing, Spirit-filled fathers who are taking the helm of their family and are doing with it exactly what God has asked them to do. Remember not to be unsteady. Remember to be even. Remember to be wise. Remember to be patient. And sometimes you may have to walk away. (laughs) And you may have to have discipline. 
but never forget the power of your blessing. Because one word from you can change everything. One word spoken under the pretense of a father's blessing can rewrite their entire life. And it's so funny sometimes because you see people on television, athletes, you know, their dad is the one who spent all the time with them, working with them, making them run faster, putting books on their, you know, on their book bag on their back and telling them to run with it and telling them to go tackle the tree, toughening them up, tossing the ball with them. And then the first thing they do when they get on television is, And this is important because he listened to me. While I regard, while I regard all that God brings into our lives, there's something about the Father's blessing that will stay with you even when you don't recognize it. There's something about, you know, it's funny because when you look at counseling and you look at some of the things people struggle with, uh, particularly in the area of relationships, you can kind of tell when you do counseling which people have struggled with their father. It becomes obvious, and it becomes rooted in them. And so how come we are so quick to understand how problems can be rooted in you and stay with you all the days of your life? But yet we find it a little harder to believe that a father's blessing can stay with you all the days of your life. All of this is to say, everything that I'm trying to convey to you this morning is to recognize the power of a father's blessing. I don't know that this is a shout message because I don't think it is. I think this is one of those things that I'm hoping will challenge you to think. When I eulogized my, my father months ago, the Lord reminded us to not move my father's boundaries. In the Old Testament, he talked about keeping boundary stones where your father has set them. And in your life, you will find that in your family, Boundary stones have been set. And the Bible cautions us and warns us against going against those. And so that tells you that as a father today, you are able to set the boundary stones for your future generations. You are able to set them on the course of success. All based on you. And so I encourage you today, I emphatically encourage you today, speak life. Speak life over your children. Bless your children. Lay hands on your children. Prophesy into their lives. And I don't care if they're still in a cradle, speak over their lives. You're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. You're the smartest kid in this crib. 
you're a genius. I'm serious. Begin to speak those things and call those things. I don't care what they do. You just want them to be successful at whatever they do. But begin to speak those things. Don't sit back and wait because some of you, there are people literally in your life that are waiting for the Father's blessing. They're waiting for you to speak unto their life. They're waiting for you to decree into their life. They're waiting for you to call those things that are not as though they were. There are some people that are just dealing with situations right now and they're literally just waiting for the Father's blessing. And listen, life gets in the way. We get caught up in life. But dads, I want you to know the power that is in you to make change. Sometimes I think we adopt the attitude of, well, you know, kids will be kids. The Bible says, train them up in the way that they should go. So that when they are old, they won't depart from it. You know that implies that there might be a season where they actually do. (laughs) But if you've handled it well, they'll always come And you know, when we're young, we think our parents don't know anything. We get a little older and we realize they know some things, but that's because they're old. Then we get a little bit older and we realize they know some things because they're wise. And then we reach that stage of life where we just wish that we could have that conversation one more time. And so I am telling you, It is so important, dads, to take your position as the priest of your home. And as the high priest of your home, you have the ability to prophesy unto your children. And this is, again, in no way, shape, or form to bring hurt, but to bring encouragements to you that you are able to really realize that God is with you. And there are some things that you have asked the mother to pray for. There's some things you have left for her to deal with that I want to tell you, put it back on your plate and step into your position as the high priest of your home and begin to speak to those things, to take your authority and speak to the storm that's coming against your family. Speak to the storm that's coming against your children. Speak to the plot that's been enabled against your child. Speak to that assignment that Satan has waged against your family. Speak to it and tell it it shall not come nigh this house. For as for me and my house, we shall. Dads, don't be ever discouraged to think that your voice doesn't matter. Because the most godly thing that you can do is to take your position and be the Father. We know we serve the Father. We all understand that. But there's no greater emulation, dads, than for you to emulate 
the Father. And when he spoke, things had to respond. You don't think he said, let there be light, and then looked around to see if it was going to happen. See, if people are willing to rob, if people are willing to steal, if people are willing to kill, because how many of you know Esau got so mad that he decided he was going to kill his brother, kill him dead for stealing his blessing. If people are willing to go through all of that for their father's blessing, how important do you think it really is? And sometimes we've got to become intentional. You know how it is we thought about it? Oh, I was going to tell them, but I was thinking about it. But sometimes we've got to be intentional. Or we've got to pull our kids aside and say, hey, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. <laughs> May the beast of the field produce for you. May your job be blessed. See that Father's blessing. You know that can't come from anywhere else. It doesn't mean as much when it comes from other places. Don't let the neighborhood gang kids, the neighborhood thugs, the neighborhood knuckleheads, don't let some Johnny come lately. Mr. Right now, as opposed to Mr. Right, come and tell your child how important they are. You frame it. You let them know. You speak unto their lives. And if they won't sit still long enough, wait till they fall asleep. I'm serious. Walk into their room, lay your hands upon their head, and say, you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not beneath. Because the Father's blessing is so important. <laughs> it is just so important. Now, I'd like to do something. And what I would like to do, I just would ask that you bear with me. Because the one thing I know that men hate more than anything is attention. But what I would like to do is I would like to have all the fathers, all the dads in the room, I want you to come up front and I want to impart unto you a blessing that I then want to give each one of you a vial of anointing oil that will be yours to keep. And I want you in your own time to bless your family, your home. And I want you to really begin to impart and to pray and to speak that Father's blessing. As all of you who are in here, members of this church, I am a spiritual father. And I want to impart a spiritual blessing. And then I want you to turn around and do the same. Amen? Would that be okay? Okay. If all of you who are fathers, dads, would just line up along the front here, please.
Those of you who are seated, would you just please be in prayer with all of us and be believing God. Hallelujah. All the dads.